Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1053, April 10th, 2023. We had a record high of 88 degrees on this day in 1977, and it was pretty chilly on this day in 1962, 18 degrees, and I have ice outs. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1934, 1959. 1963, 1977, 1992. White Bear Lake went out on this day in 1935, 1948, 1953, and 1992. As you hover, hover around mid-April, you will find an increase in ice out dates. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake... It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Uh, I got a note from Mike Lubke. Okay. <clears throat> I enjoy your pushback on weather hysteria at the beginning of every show with temp readings and at this time of year, ice outs. I know you only focus on Minnesota lakes. However, I want to suggest another category, ponds. No, I, I'm not doing ponds. <laughs> the ponds division. Yeah, let's go. G. Eller's Ponds. Right over there on Overlook. Overlook Hill. You got a pool or a pond? <laughs> yeah, like a pond. So only because it comes to you from all the way across the United States in the live free and die state of New Hampshire, I report my pond ice out over the weekend on Saturday, April 8th. It also <laughs> occurred on that date in 2005. From 2001 to 2010, I have been recording ice outs, but then I got lax. Uh, anyway, nature does what it does, and I know that I can expect my pond to uh, be ice out first half of April on a real mild winter, maybe late March. Keep pushing back on the climate change morons, Mike. The Mike, that'll be the only time on this show that a pond ice out ever gets. I not Thanks only endorse this. And it this. came from New Hampshire. I not only endorse this and love it. I think any GLer that has a body of water should let you know uh, via email when it's uh, when it's ice free. <laughs> No, no, that that's, was never intended to be that kind of interlude. It was only... It's uh, like when people call up the neighbor, yeah, I got about an inch of snow in the backyard. Well, there's lakes on streets in Minneapolis. Isn't there a famous lake? They call it something Lake Chipotle over in Uptown. Oh, yeah, because it flooded so burritos. bad. Right. Floods uh, something yeah. fierce. Yeah. You can get a good burrito, too. Alleys flood and everything floods. When's the last time you had Chipotle, Joe? I don't know, Chris. You know what? Maybe never. Yeah, when do you? Huh? What do you like? You go to the bowl or no? Oh, well, nice bowl is tough to beat. Yeah. Hail like the, the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. That's more like it. Okay. I am from Ashby, Minnesota. You will find Ashby along I-94 in west central Minnesota. Huh. We, li we live in Ottertail County. I am an RN, nearly 65, an avid walker and bike rider on the Central Lakes Trail, which runs from St. Cloud to Fergus Falls. You and your band of brothers are with me during my bike rides and hikes and have been so for several years. I am strongly right-leaning, and my husband falls to the left. 
Wow, that's a house divided in the opposite direction of mine. Mm -hmm. With the current state of our state's governing, crime statistics, inept prosecution of criminals, I have an end of the world as we know it. Just this morning, after watching the early morning news, my dearly beloved, a long-standing lefty DFLer, mumbled the following. As much as I hate to say this out loud, I may have to vote Republican in the next election. Keep Keep pushing back, Joe and the band, till the Ned... Till the next podcast, Sue Rizbrut. See you at the trail. See you at the trail. Yeah. See Thank you, trail. Sue. And I, uh, I am noticing, I am noticing an awakening. An awakening. I don't know if it's widespread enough or significant enough, but I am noticing an awakening to the condition of the two cities. Uh, what it's costing you to live in the two cities, okay. and what you're getting for the par- price. You're bang for your buck. You're not getting any bang for your buck whatsoever. <laughs> the uh, the Star Tribune yesterday managed to have an editorial with a very agreeable editorialist, Lori Sturdivant, and a very uh, uh, compromised public direct worker in St. Paul, Kershaw. What's his first name? Is it Patrick? Uh, find Is it out. Sean? Sean. I'm Sean, sure. Sean yeah. Kershaw. Yeah. Yeah. And a Sturdivant, who's a Mysterian, yeah. and Kershaw, who's a Mysterian, they oh. managed to come up with the idea that partly, if not significantly responsible for the condition of the roads this spring is climate change. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, that's that's not yeah. that's not true. That's not how it works, it's, is it, Joe? It's been this way every year. <laughs> They're particularly bad this year because of, uh, well, a variety of reasons, none of which are out of the ordinary. Counterclockwise expansion. Yeah. Expansion of the joists. Have you noticed that climate change has become a, a convenient hook to hang your woes on? Everything. If you, yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Including baseball. Oh, I have that. Mother of God. We, we, we now learn it's the always available Seth Bornstein from the Associated Press. Climate change is making major league sluggers into even hotter hitters. Sending an extra 50 or so home runs a year over the fences. A new study found. You have the we don't know that? No, I got it right here. That's today's environmental BS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isn't we that don't something? know that. This is full of facts that are not... I'm going to have to facts. really learn to yeah. calm down. Hey, hey, tiger. <laughs> Watch yourself there, cowboy. It's basic physics, Joe. Hotter, <laughs> hotter, thinner air that allows balls to fly farther contributed a tiny bit to a surge in home run since 2010, according to a statistical analysis by Dartmouth College scientists, apparently who have nothing else to do. No kidding. Published in Friday's Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society. I bet Seth gets that. Mm -hmm. The always available Seth Bornstein. They analyzed 100,000 major league games and more than 200,000 balls put into play in the last few years, along with weather conditions, stadiums, and other factors. Global warming is juicing home runs in major league baseball, said study (laughs) co-author Justin Mankin. Uh, know that a Dartmouth clients climate scientist it's basic physics you dummies don't you people know get get it together what's wrong with you 
Have you ever noticed how hard an airplane lands in the dead of summer? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. When air heats up, molecules move faster and away from each other, making the air less dense. Baseballs launched off a bat go farther through thinner air because there's less resistance to slow the ball. Just a little bit farther can mean the difference between a homer and a flyout. Really? I didn't know that's the way it worked. <laughs> Said Alan Nathan, a University of Illinois physicist who wasn't part of the Dartmouth study. Seth Bornstein's Rolodex must be just packed with people he can ring up at a moment's notice. Got a big go-to list, doesn't corroborate he? corroborate this BS. Yeah. Nathan is one of a group of scientists who has consulted with Major League Baseball on the increase in homers. Mm -hmm. He did his own simple calculation based purely on the known physics of ballistics and air density. Uh, I can't read this. Oh, oh you have to because uh, two paragraphs down, he tells the, the real truth. The non-climate factors? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, there is the non-climate <laughs> factors. Contribute even more to the barrage of balls flying out of the park, scientists so, and baseball veterans said. So everything I just said was BS. <laughs> the biggest is the ball and the size of the stitches. The biggest is the ball and the size of the stitches. MLB made slight adjustments yeah. to deaden the ball prior to the to the 2021 season. Others include batters' recent attention to launch angles, stronger hitters, and faster pitches. The study started after the end of baseball's infamous steroid era saw a spike in home runs. Well, in other words, what is it here? You've got five pages here, uh, Seth. Uh, and you want me to buy your nonsense, but there's so many variables into a home run that I'm not going to buy any of your BS. Oh, last paragraph. We're going to need oh, more the domes. The story? Yeah, more, more dome stadiums. Ugh. Global warming is going to reshape so many things that we care about in so many pernicious and subtle ways. And the fact that we'll get to go to fewer games played in open air is not a civilization-ending crisis, but another way that we have reshaped our lives due to our greenhouse gas emissions. You lying <laughs> bastards. <laughs> you hysterical fruitcakes. You're crazy. You're crazy people. And you pothole people. You're crazy. It has oh, nothing to do with pot. It has nothing to do with climate change. Back you to your hometown, Such. I was I was in your town on Friday night. I sit a little bit taller up in this stupid truck of mine. I can see the potholes coming. There's no way to avoid them. <laughs> you just gotta roll right through it, baby. I couldn't believe it. It's it's worse than what you've told us. Uh, I, I it's to the point where because uh, my driving needs are fairly limited. I have uh, carved out a path between home and here, and I know every every nuance in the road, every one. And then I have created an absolutely pothole-free trip home. I got and you know that. what it is, I don't know exactly. you? Exactly. Yep. It's, I've never. It? What is it? It winds. It's free. It's River it, Road to Montreal. Well, as it cuts through the. It? Yeah. What the hell. Save your Was car. that the same route that you took on your pretend drive to work when you were doing the show from home? No, the pretend <laughs> drive to work was pre-pothole season. Oh, that's true. We, were, uh, we weren't we uh, were inundated with the potholes. I've never said, I'm sorry, baby, so many times to my truck. 
Yeah. Uh, that I did on Friday night. Oh, I thought you well, met your wife. Yeah. No, no, they don't talk like so that. She's hope, in the, yeah. She rides in the box. <laughs> God, Kenny. Oh. She's by. Hey, he's got a strap for her. Yeah. yeah. You know. still She ain't up? going nowhere. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Sorry, it's raining. Uh, boy, the people, uh, the GLers, uh, loved a Friday when we had Marion O'Neill and uh, Jason Rorick. In legislators, uh, Alex in St. Wendell, Minnesota, writes Friday's episode was the most important episode of GL in a long time. The information the two legislators you had on were eye opening. Their description of what really goes on in St. Paul is not being reported in the mainstream media. Well, of course not. And the majority of folks are unaware. I consider myself moderately aware of what goes on. Uh, however, they told of things I was completely unaware. I will be reaching out to my representatives following this episode and uh, hope a bunch of other GLers will too. Please have these folks on quarterly, if not more frequently, to update us since the mainstream media will not. Gumption County cannot push back if they are unaware. Thanks and all the best, Alex. Uh, we do intend to have both of them on, and they've both agreed to uh, come on. We should have coffee back, too. She's really good. Coffee uh, should come on. I don't know what stood out to you, too, but the thing that stuck with me all weekend that was so eye-opening was the fact that the vast majority of the people voting on these bills aren't reading what they're voting on. Including some of the times the authors of them. Right. Lee Finke. I've I've gotten, I've been really straightened out by people. Uh, I keep saying he represents that old tried and true blue collar area of Lake. Oh, that's right. Of, yep. of the east side. Not really. It's more a Roseville and Como area. Mm. And I still have it on my list to do. John, how did you do on getting Finke's uh, constituent letter? <laughs> I found absolutely nothing about a constituent letter anywhere. I don't know that he actually takes part in one. All right. Do you have to? You don't have to, right? If you're a legislator, sure you don't have to. But you might call his office and ask. Do you guys okay. release sure. a constituent letter? And I still have my on my to do list uh, to get a hold of Trace Johnson, the Republican fellow who ran against Lee Finky, and f- discover if we can. How did Finky get 80% of the vote against a candidate like you who sounds fairly normal right. and reasonable? Yeah, I, and we all know the answer list. to that question. I don't know the answer. Well, white guilt vote? What does a, white a, guilt have to do with it's a It's everyone that just votes D no matter what the candidate uh, happens to stand for. And, and a Republican Party that pays no attention to the urban core. None. Zero. They've surrendered it and they've let it go. I read a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. My mind is all over the place right now because things are happening. Things are happening. Uh, You can't change things if people keep voting with their feet because what you're leaving behind are people who aren't going to change things. For example, Chicago. So many people have moved out of Chicago proper that it's no surprise that uh, What's-His-Face won the mayor's race. Who is uh, it? Who beat, uh, what's her name? Lightfoot went out, mayor of Chicago. He's at uh, um, uh, Brandon uh, Johnson. Brandon, yeah. Johnson. Brandon, Brandon Johnson. Johnson. Who's going to destroy the city? But Union. Uh, well, he's going to destroy uh, what's left of the city. But the people he's destroying it for apparently don't care. The people who care have left. Therefore, they weren't there to vote for... Uh, his opponent, uh, uh, it was Salas or what, whatever. It's, Val- Wallace, I think. V-A-L-L. Yeah, Wallace. Wallace. 
So there you have it. Uh, what's this now? I got more on the climate. <laughs> this is from Jordy, the Biden administration. Uh, okay, calm down, Joe. Here it is. Calm down. The Biden administration is planning some of the most stringent auto pollution limits in the world, designed to ensure that all electric cars make up 67% of new passenger vehicles sold in the country by 2032. Okay, that's nine years from now. That's nine years from now. Well, we only have nine left. That would represent a quantum leap for the U.S. We're just... 5.8% of vehicles sold last year were all electric and would exceed Biden's earlier ambitions to have all electric cars account for half those sold by 2030. Mm. So you're telling me Check this out. that the unelected bureaucrats in the EPA are going to determine what you drive. Those people aren't Not elected. Me. Not me, baby. It would be the federal government's most aggressive climate regulation and would propel the U.S. to the front of the global effort to slash greenhouse gases generated by cars. The European Union has enacted vehicle emission standards that are expected Focus. to phase out the sale of new gas-powered vehicles by 2035. Canada and Britain have proposed standards similar to the European model. Good focus. Very professional. At the same time, the proposed regulation would pose a significant challenge for automakers, who I have very little sympathy for because they caved way too easily. Nearly every major car company has invested heavily in electric vehicles, but few have committed to the levels envisioned by Biden. <clears throat> the action from the Environmental Protection Agency is likely to hearten Climate activists who are angry over the Biden administration's recent decision to approve an enormous drilling project on federal land in Alaska. See, we have the word enormous. Got there. it. Some in the administration argue that speeding up a transition to renewable energy with most Americans driving electric vehicles would lessen demand for oil drilled in Alaska or elsewhere. Okay, and Jordy notes, this will be a disaster for the country. Uh, if uh, This will be a disaster economically. The infrastructure to support this does not exist and cannot be put into place within 10 years. We lack sufficient electric generation capacity, and new plants are at least a 10-year process. Wind and solar cannot do it. Sufficient electrical transmission and distribution capacity, similarly on the upgrade times. California and Texas have had recent well-publicized issues with their systems. Sufficient mining and materials processing to provide for batteries and conductors for the vehicles and the items above. Other than that, this is a great idea. And Jordy notes, it infuriates me that presidents get away with issuing executive orders and regulations that are actually laws. If we are to have an imperial presidency, why not save a few bucks and get rid of Congress? <laughs> great and, thought. And, and, Imagine a future. Oh, shut her up. <laughs> Kelsey sent me a great environmental note. He sent me the story of the president. You know what the president is? Yeah, he's a, a dumb old fart. The president is a giant redwood in Sequoia. It's 3,200 years old. 
It's oh. withstood everything, and yet it's wow. still here. Hmm. How could that be? Aren't we haven't we ruined life That's for, true. for the president? Is and it's just fantastic tree. Uh, I would like to see it sometime. When is a group um, or anybody going to stand up to this party, this president, and just say, nope? Nope. Don't change not, want them? Not nope. going to do it. Nope. Uh, my God, it's, it's our only hope. We have to. And it has to happen locally, too. We can't continue this way. We cannot continue this way economically. No, we cannot. You can't have a city that runs on a tax increase every time a basic need needs to be performed. That we're already paying to do. You're already, well, and people, you have to wake up. I've been trying to tell you this for 10 years. The money you pay in property taxes goes to expand the size of the government. It has nothing to do with providing you the necessities you think you're paying for. Right. So along comes roads. Potholes. Let's just add on one percent. And we got to come up with a sales tax increase because we don't have any money. Why don't you have any money? Because Carter's cabinet is up now to about twenty-five people with Joe, meaningless job titles. We're moving forward. So you would think any common sense Republican, any Rhino, would be able to run on these issues and win in a landslide. Well, you'd think so, but. N- Nope. No. Well, we heard no. from the two reps on Friday. I asked them flat out, is is it because anyone sensible just doesn't want to deal with this? And they both said yes. Well, look That's what it, the problem. Look where it's gotten us. Look where we are. Yeah. We're in a stage where uh, it's, it's one thing for the Twin Cities to wake up. It's another thing to do something about it. That's right. And I think there is an awakening. Just my uh, anecdotal evidence tells me there's an awakening. You know what gave me a glimmer of hope? The whole Mary Moriality situation. Mm-hmm. I, I think that woke up a lot of voters. And she's adamantly defending her decision. Oh, she, she's she, outraged. She's yeah, yeah. Very angry that that was taken from Good. her. Good. Good. I ran on reform. Why was the George Floyd case taken by the attorney general? Well, wouldn't you think because of the because I think entire he, well, world because well because profile, he does yeah. well he does everything politically and he wanted to be the front man to get his name in the paper. Right. I hope you enjoyed an Easter ham from wait, gun holders. Wait, 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 wait! He wasn't in office then. Sure, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was reelected just this past uh, term. Kenny. Oh, oh, right. Okay, right. Reelected. You I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I'm I sorry. hope you enjoyed an Easter ham Time from Grunhofer's. The Time double. Time out on that. Why does it? Only this is have the second be... time I've tried to do a Grunhofer's ad and got interrupted. Okay, try it now. I hope you enjoyed. Okay, here's what I was going to say. Uh, why are we limiting his delicious double smoked hams to just Easter? I bet you could get a ham there year round. You just probably have to call and order it. Well, I don't uh, limit it to Easter, man. Come on. I I, I appreciate okay. your, your right. help. Try again. But I, I thought <laughs> I thought <laughs> it being Easter yesterday yeah. that maybe Easter Left was the way over ham. Well, is there anything better? Oh, than a ham sandwich? 
No, there's Warmed nothing. up ham with mayonnaise. A double smoked On ham toast? sandwich from Grundhoffers. Yeah, plus if you were there, you got the brats, you got the meatloaf, you got the burgers. One-stop shop. You got everything else you ever needed. It's the greatest meat in the state of Minnesota, if not the country, because people drive here for it from as far away as Tennessee. Hell yeah. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's on Highway 61 in Hugo, and the second store that opened in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just east of the freeway, 35. And remember, all Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota-grown. It's beef for Minnesota farmers. Steaks, chops, chicken, pork shoulders. It is. You're right, Rook. It's not just ham. And if you want a ham in June, go, yeah. go get a ham. Yeah, go get a ham. <laughs> What the hell? Thick-cut, double-smoked bacon? Yes. Thick-cut, double-smoked hams? Mm. You're right. You don't have to wait. Who's waiting You can get a ham anytime you want. That's what I'm talking about. What if I want it now? You can get it now. you can get it now. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with just a simple question for you. Are you feeling like it's harder to get in shape or and maybe even stay in shape? Well, guess what? I've got something for you. We've got a brand new sponsor to the Garage Logic podcast, Nugenics Total Tea. And guess what? They're offering a complimentary bottle when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. I got to tell you, I started taking this a couple of weeks ago. My goodness, does it work? You know, I'm in my 40s now, but I want to stay active, especially with two young kids. And of course, she's looking at me and getting tired of the dad bod feeling that I have. I'm telling you what, try Nugenics Total Tea. You know, for some time now, I've been feeling a little less like my old self, and I haven't had as much time to work out, but I've wanted the energy and the body that I once had. And I'm telling you, Nugenics Total Tea really helped me feel revived. Hey, it's not your fault. As you age, your body loses free testosterone, the man hormone, you know? It happens to every guy, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Remember when winning felt easy? Well, that's because when you were younger, you are at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone, wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock. It's going to re-energize your workouts and it's going to get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. So try it right now. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. That's 231-231 and make sure you enter the keyword garage. Joe Sujule, the keeper of common sense. The Tri-State Bobcat family, they're GLers. They've been one of the premier Bobcat dealers in the United States since 83. In addition to many other brands, uh, Tri-State also features the world-famous Toro, the absolute leader in lawn care. There's a Toro mower for every application. I'm talking city lots all the way up to large acreage. Right now, Tri-State has last year's 54-inch time cutter zero turns with the MyRide suspension for $42.99 and current model years, the 50-inch time cutter, $37.99. You can see all the deals at TristateBobcat.com. Uh, but I wanted to talk about Toro and when they got into the battery-powered handheld equipment, boy, they went they went all in and they really did it right. The 60 volt, volt power source with the Toro Flex Force system, it runs the string trimmers, the hedge trimmers and the leaf blowers. It's in backpack form. 
super, super powerful and keeps the handheld equipment light and easy to use with fast charging times. They're really something to look into. If that's something you're interested in, get into a Tri-State Bobcat for great deals and rebates on current and uh, previous year's models, uh, zero-turn mowers. They run through the end of May, so you have some time. We've got three locations uh, Hudson, Little Canada, Burnsville, plus Mankey's equipment, Noatana, and, of course, on the web, like I said, tristatebobcat.com. I've heard a lot of chainsaw activity this week, and uh, people are really, really out there sawing away at those felled trees. Electric? So, electric saw? I did not hear any electric. Mm. Uh, Scott from Inver Grove alerted me to an editorial that uh, he said the Star Tribune editorial board penned another gem in their paper yesterday called a crash course on speeding. Well, I went back and fetched the Sunday paper out of the recycling bin to find this editorial, and I did not. But I did find it online. And it's uh, it's an incredible piece. It's called a crash course on speeding. And uh, it's by the editorial board. They asked um, readers a couple of weeks ago for opinions on why you speed. And I think they might have uh, generated a lot of their in, in information from this um, this question. And it starts off with the Hyundai Sonata that blasted past us the other morning on Interstate 35W was doing 80 at least, maybe 90. Mm. We know because we reflexively checked our speedometer and did a, a familiar calculation. We're going just over 60, and the Sonata seems to be moving away from us at a relative speed of at least 20 miles per hour, more like 30. Uh, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. And we thought for the zillionth time, if only we were an undercover trooper or patrol in an unmarked car, we'd give that driver a ticket that would really get his attention and probably change his driving habits for good. Oh, but would it? Okay, it's not Karen. clear. All right. It's not clear that the risk of a ticket has much of a deterrent on speeders. We'd like to think that public education campaigns offer a more enlightened approach. What is wrong with these people? This Mother Mary approach. I'm so sick of these characters. What the hell is wrong with you people? Jeez. What's the one we were, uh, what's the one they had the other day we talked about? It, we, it wasn't signed. It was editorial board. And it was particularly egregious. Was it about Mary Morality? What the hell was it? Well, it was another one of them preaching at us like we're third graders. Uh Surely, if people understood the risk that speeding poses to our lives, they'd ease off the accelerator, right? But that comforting thought dissipates pretty quickly when we contemplate drivers like the one who barreled down 3rd Avenue early one afternoon in a pickup. Mm. It was doing at least 50 as it roared past the uh, entrance to the Minneapolis Institute of Art. How conveniently that it was the Minnesota Institute of Art. Our admittedly anecdotal research, supplemented by gut feeling, is that a certain kind of speeder may be immune to any sort of behavior modification. Such drivers think they will live forever. So the, what is the point of this? I can't read this swill. Because <laughs> uh, it goes on for a whole other page. What, what I guess what they're uh, arguing is that uh, we need to restrain impulses to speed. Uh so you should pull off the road and, and rest or something. I, I don't know what the hell they're saying. 
I would say to them, get your slow-moving ass over to the right lane and camp yep. out there and leave the rest of society alone. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I love speeders because they take all the attention away from everybody else. That's yeah, a secret I, to a good road trip. Go three miles an hour less than oh, that Oh, I always <laughs> want to be second to the guy speeding. Exactly. <laughs> yep. doesn't always work out that way, does it? No, but so it helps. When a... Uh, when there's five people in the uh, Jeep Wrangler, and you're you're deep in the woods of Wisconsin, and your 18-year-old is uh, kind of pressing the, the gas a little bit. He might have been up there 75, a straightaway, no, no curves, uh, informed by his mother that he should probably slow down. Uh, he did not heed that advice, and uh, right smack in the middle going the opposite way was a... Sheriff from whatever county we were in at the time. <laughs> Cherries come up, pulls us over. I'm in the back seat with my wife. And Drunk off your ass. Off my ass. Yeah, I can't see <laughs> wait, straight. Wait a minute. Stop right there. Let, let, let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Here. I, I know, here, I'm in your head. Here we go. Where are you driving? No. Yeah. <laughs> you, and the, you and the wife were in the back seat. Yep. The kid and his girlfriend are driving. Yeah, Meadow and Gabe are in the front seat. What do you mean? Are chauffeured? It's, what's his car? I mean, where were my your, wife's car, but he drives it all the time. During so all of this, where were your balls? Were they back at home? Um, no, you know what I did? For the entire trip, I just cut them off and were I tied them to the... you license plates? Yeah. I tied them to the... Um, the bumper. The bumper, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the tow hitch. Uh, and uh, anyway... You were in the back seat. To make matters even more fun... <laughs> oh, boy. I cannot relate. He's away for a while, <laughs> and we're going, okay, okay. He, he, oh, by the way, he gave, gave him his driver's license, and the uh, sheriff deputy comes back, and he says, yeah, do you know why I stopped you? Uh, Gabe said, I probably was going a little too fast. He said, yeah. He said, by the way, uh, so I'm not, not going to give you a ticket for the speeding, but I will have to cite you for an expired license. Oh, His driver's license? It, it, on his birthday, it expired. He uh, said, I, I had no works. idea. So... As a test, the trooper says, all right, uh, you're good to go. Here's your ticket. When I turn my lights off, you may proceed. Oh. Uh, isn't that a trick question? Isn't that entrapment? Here, go ahead and drive away with your expired license. He did anyway. The Internet, Matt, offers a wealth of advice on how to restrain yeah. one's impulse to speed. We should have pulled over and just... For example, it encourages the use of cruise control and suggests that drivers who are agitated should pull to the side of the road and count to ten. This kid was not agitated. He was just in a hurry to get home. That Sick may, of my that, crap all That may be sound advice for people who speed unintentionally, mm. but it has limited application for purposeful scoff laws. What's <laughs> needed is insight on how to get through to the drivers who make a habit of putting themselves and others in danger. I'm going to bring this I, advice I to know, Gabe. I know the answer. I just am having a hard time putting it into uh, family listening words. Um, I, it would involve rolling romance, if you know what I mean, even if you're alone. Well, he, well they, they weren't alone, and, and Matt was uh, and his wife were in the back seat. Yeah. Um, making out, making I have a follow-up yeah. follow <laughs> question to the seating arrangement in the Jeep Wrangler. You said there were five people. Uh Let's not go into that. No, you no, no. Say you, you, you brought people. us down this road. Um, one of the uh, the senior member of my children uh, decided for a, a short amount of time that uh, she wanted to kind of just lay out and take a little nap. 
And um, at this unfortunate time, this was when the sheriff's deputy approached the car. Uh, um, but we had thrown a, a blanket over her and a... So it looks oh, like you were transporting God. a dead body. It oh, looked just God. like that. I'm glad he didn't say, uh, who's in the back? Let's uh, let's get her out of there. Um, the House on the Rock is a great place to go, though. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it sounds like a like. rolling felony. Yeah, it was a mess. Thank you. How was your weekend? Well, sit down. Let me tell you about it. Other than that, everything else went right. The Airbnb had a little picture with that wandering eye where you could kind of, they were kind of watching us. (laughs) How do I get myself into this crap? You, my friend, are something. Look, look how I provide for the show. I can now write off the House on the Rock bill, <laughs> the VRB, oh, and all yep. the gas money. Part of the entertainment. All this while I had Ray N. Welter Heating Company at my home. We were gone, and there was a there was an issue, and the Welter family, with 100 years of experience, Rick, I talked to Rick, and he said, I'm going to send Rick somebody who? over to your house. Rick Welter. M. Rick M. Welter. Rick M. Welter. And I will say that the uh, the technician was prompt, very professional. Uh, as my son Matthew said, who was at the home at the time, he said... He didn't squeeze into the car to go... No, him. no. We had no room in the engine block. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, he said the guy that had to haul that thing upstairs was um, uh, really, I really thought struggling. he lived in Texas. Uh, he's home for Easter. Uh-huh. And so he was at our house while we were was away. Was his wife with him? Uh, yes. Haley had a great time at our house on Easter Sunday. Wonderful. Back to Welter. Uh, all it was was one quick call. They took care of everything. They will do the exact same for you. Now, they work on all sorts of different machines, so find out if they work on the brand that you have or the brand that you're about to purchase. Ray and Welter Heating. All you have to do is pick up the phone. Or just go online, but if you're going to call them, somebody will answer. 612-825-6867. It wasn't same-day service, but it was the next day. And I am so happy with the absolute professionalism. And I've used them, so I want you to use them as well. 100 years, four generations, 612-825-6867. They are not part of my chicanery on the other side of the law. They are trustworthy, and they are upfront. Welterheating.com. Call today. Request a quote online as well at welterheating.com. Will you hit the damn song? Yes, sir. Are we taking a break in the middle of the news? Yes, yes, please. I'm really confused right now. (laughs) So are we. So are we. (laughs) Town council. Yeah, town council got themselves a bit of a show there. They really did. We just paid for your whole month. (laughs) (laughs) A beautiful lawn all season long. It's as simple as clicking on professionalturf.com. If you're obsessive about that lawn, you want the best lawn on the block, you got to go with professionalturf.com. They've been around since 82. Now, ProTurf, they're a little old-fashioned when it comes to service. They actually come out to your home in person for your free estimate. They set clear and accurate expectations. They combine their 35 years of experience with your ideas to create a service program that will exceed your wildest dreams. No cold calls here, no upsells, just a once a year friendly reminder when it's time to renew for another year. You'll have your own fertilizer and weed control program, a plan that's environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. And don't forget about the toot sweet deal. 
you see something that concerns you at some point between visits, give them a call and your tech will be out too sweet. A beautiful, healthy lawn free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleaf weeds. Just a click away. Professionalturf.com. Brief question. You two have how many years together now for you Lark two? Toys. Quite a, quite a while. Yeah. In fact, 30? the 30th anniversary is coming up in what, 19 days? April 29th. Yep. We've worked together since April of 91. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you rate your disappointment level <laughs> at this current moment? No, zero disappointment. He's used zero. To this is typical. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Zero, the most disappointed there are for always sure some was new wrinkles. measuring your head. Measuring your head. Was, that's, that's never going to be top. Belly of the snake. Okay. He, the, the disappointment there was <laughs> after this huge pumped up meeting and to f- catch me measuring my head was Wait, he just. I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. This will. This I'd like will to do. I'd like to I go know. to height. Yeah. This is show related though. Mm. This will set the internet on fire for the 30th anniversary you should come up with the top 30 times you've disappointed Jill the well, exactly. most. Where, it's every day. From? I mean, what you pick from? That's a lot. <laughs> this, what, this really worries me about getting involved with you, Such. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I didn't if, go to the damn toy store in a Jeep. He's <laughs> you're like Triumph stuff. If you'll work with him for 30 years, you'll work with anybody. You've got to raise is, your expectations. Well, yeah. I think you can us. do better. Look what I got here. I yeah, think you can do better than us. Kenny, I think we should stop talking. <laughs> I really think you can do better than the four of us. Yeah, thanks for getting us all let go, Kenny. We here is the, re- the reason I brought up the toy store. <laughs> I, I purchased a gag gift, and I pulled it off because we were in such close quarters at the Airbnb and we only had one bedroom. I bought the um, I bought the fake uh, nose thing, the 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 booger. Are you aware of that I Whitaker sneezed, family? And, and, and it was just it was back and forth. It was Swain and I pulled it off beyond belief. It was a, a dollar ninety five. It set me back. Here's John Height. Hours of Entertainment. Wow. All right. I didn't make funny through that whole thing, Rick, but I might now. I got one too many. Oh. Okay. Uh, before we okay. start news, thanks, by the way, Joe. Uh, this news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Some traffic info before we start news. The Highway 169 interchange between New Hope and Plymouth will be shut down next week for updates and repairs. Monday. On Monday, today, crews will begin construction at the intersection of Highway 169 and Rockford Road. The interchange is set to be rebuilt and redesigned. New traffic signals on either side and sidewalks for better pedestrian and bicycle access to cross the bridge safely. Rockford Road overpassing the ramp onto and off Highway 169 shut down until sometime this fall. Next weekend, the Department of Transportation will shut down 169 between Interstates 394 and 694. Starting at 10 in the morning on Friday, the recommended detour at that point will be 394 to 494 to the 94-694 split. Family and friends in the small town of Chatek, Wisconsin, confirm Officer Emily Breedenbach was one of two officers shot and killed during a traffic stop Saturday afternoon. The second officer, who has not been identified as of this morning, was from the Cameron Police Department a few miles up the road. Both officers died at the scene after exchange of gunfire. The suspect also later died at the hospital. A squad car outside the Chatek Police Department draped in black and covered in flowers Sunday, a memorial for Officer Breedenbach. The Wisconsin Department of Justice did not respond to requests for additional information. Here's what we know so far. 
the officer, now known as Breedenbach, made the traffic stop around 3.30 in the afternoon. It's unclear when the Cameron police officer arrived, but gunfire was exchanged at some point during the traffic stop. Authorities have not officially released the officer's or the suspect's identity, but said the suspect died at a local hospital. We wish we had more facts. We called our friend. Chris Fitzgerald. Yeah, I spoke to him this morning. Sheriff of Barron County. Uh, he Jamie Kloss is Jamie the name Kloss. you're looking for. He became a, a go-to guy during that horrible episode when Jamie Kloss was taken by that nutcase. Uh, but he can't discuss any facts with us, so we really don't know what happened at this traffic stop. No. Nope. These idiots well, are just, they're ready to die, aren't they? Well, it doesn't you know make any difference these if criminals. you're in Chitek or downtown Portland. These criminals are just ready at any moment to no. die. And I said last week, yep, cops have it. to figure out a new way to stop people because you're dealing with, and this is no good for the cops, they're dealing with people who have no interest whatsoever in respecting authority. Compliance is out the window. None. No. Compliance is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, that's seriously, that's what I thought when that sheriff pulled up. And was approaching our car. Yeah. I just thought uh, it flashed through my mind. You and this incident hadn't happened, but you, they just don't know what they're getting into. Well, he probably saw Howdy Doody sitting in the back seat holding hands with his wife. Did you have a box hand. of Kleenex on the rear window shelf? <laughs> That's always a sign. You're all right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Well, now, when a police department announced the end of that organized search for missing woman Madeline Kingsbury this weekend, mm-hmm. due to the large turnout for searches, police said they were able to cover more ground in a shorter amount of time. About 1,900 people looking for Kingsbury Friday, 700 searched on Saturday. The police department said, we want to thank the community for this overwhelming show of support for Maddie and her family, which brings us that much closer to bringing her home. They said the search for Maddie is not ending, and neither is the investigation into her disappearance. As investigators develop new leads, teams of law enforcement will begin targeted searches. Agents from the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension are remaining on the ground in Winona to help out with the investigation. Fillmore and Winona counties, as well as other partners in public safety, are also standing by to assist at any moment. When you go inland from Winona, uh, you're not really in lake country. There's there's no. very little water in there. So I suppose they're, I suppose the water they do encounter, they're, they're checking. Have they at it's all questioned the uh, river boyfriend or the... Or the uh, was the husband? Well, I'm sure they have. Yeah. Of course they have. Okay. Well, and that. Well, because he was the last one to known to well, have known. I'm sure he's been put through the grill. Got it. Having just been in Winona, uh, zipping through the uh, the current is great. The current is really swift right now. That probably is not hmm. helping. If, yeah, but by all indications, this woman drove inland from Winona, heading into southeastern Minnesota. On those, that's a beautiful part of the state. It is. it is. Twisty roads and bluffs and what mm-hmm. have you. Rivers and, and creeks, yeah. Did you yeah. read about these, I'm going to call them morons, that needed a helicopter yeah, in rescue Red in Red Wing because yeah. they got caught on slippery snow and mud on the on Barn Bluff. Really? Uh, mom and dad and a kid. Really? Yesterday, yesterday. That's man losing sight with nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And and let it be noted. I that think they should pay for the helicopter rescue. Oh, I, I think they, they probably will. Yeah. yeah. 
Follow up to the story we talked a lot about last week. Tensions escalated Friday around the killing of Zariah McKeever as Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty publicly criticized Governor Walls and Attorney General Keith Ellison for taking the case out of her hands. Even as she criticized Walls and Ellison and defended her own decision-making, Moriarty was confronted during her late-morning press conference by McKeever's family, who pushed back against her for offering the plea deal. Moriarty said of Walls and Ellison, I'm keeping a promise. They are not. They may disagree with my decision in this case. It was a terribly difficult decision, but their actions show they really don't believe in democracy. Oh, my God. Walls used his executive authority to assign the case of McKeever's death to Ellison's office after the attorney general requested the case. Uh, The case, if you're not familiar, two juveniles ages 15 and 17 are accused of killing 23-year-old McKeever in her Brooklyn Park apartment last November at the direction of her ex-boyfriend. Morari, whose office was prosecuting the case, had offered the two juveniles plea deals in exchange for their testimony. In a March statement, she said both would plead guilty to juvenile charges and cooperate in the prosecution of Eric Haynes, who was charged with second-degree murder. McKeever's family was upset by the plea deal. Ellison also publicly disagreed with the approach. The assignment of the case by a governor to a state attorney general is rarely used, but the governor said this case merited the assignment. The governor told reporters during a Friday morning stop in Moorhead he'd heard from people upset with Moriarty's decision, including many leaders in the Twin Cities Black community. Something about her uh, explanation of that is always stuck in my craw. Mm-hmm. While I needed the testimony of the two juveniles to nail the adult for hiring them to do the murder. You didn't have enough on him? I, I, I find that disingenuous on her part. You, you, you had him dead to rights. What did you need the kids for? Uh, they should have been tried as adults, period. You're uh, wrong, Mary Moriality. Her There's saying, no L in that name. Isn't there? Her saying that their definition of democracy is wrong, Oh, I, I beg to differ. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think her definition of democracy is what is it? Well, and it's, Mary, I hate to break crime it. Crime run amok. Yeah, and Mary, I hate to break it to you, but not only did the governor and the attorney general disagree with you, so did the vast majority of the state of Minnesota and so, the people that voted right. for you. Exactly. Yep. A uh, story that's causing a ruckus up in Duluth. Uh, Stephen Cooper. You guys know oh. about this one? What a story! I don't wow. know the story. Oh, it's well, so disappointing. Stephen Cooper was rummaging through his recently deceased brother's vehicle last July. Oh, I did see this story. Go ahead, yeah. East Hillside neighborhood, and he found a pistol. Cooper's a 31-year-old felon who had been convicted of a violent crime as a teenager. He knew he wasn't supposed to possess a gun, so he called his parole officer to turn the gun in. He said, I was honest from the start. By doing the right thing, now I'm being punished. After all this happened, Cooper was arrested and charged with felony possession of a firearm by the St. Louis... County Attorney's Office. He faces a return to prison for a minimum of five years. Oh, come on. The Duluth NAACP is calling on St. Louis County Attorney Kim Mackey to drop the charges, alleging he's being treated unreasonably harshly. Duluth NAACP President Classy Dudley said the charge sends a message to the community and to law enforcement working to keep guns off the streets. She said, what this tells me is if you have an unregistered gun or if you're someone who has a gun that shouldn't be in your possession... Don't turn it in. In an unusual move, the St. Louis County Attorney's Office released a lengthy statement about the case shortly after the news conference concluded. What a bunch you know, of crap. So this guy's going to do more time than the kid, that that 15-year-old that murdered somebody in the Mary Moriarty case. 
Well, probably not now, but is he a black guy? Is he black? Is he black? He is a black guy. Yes. Which is well, I think that is either here or there. Are they BS people? He he did the right thing. Right. right. What the hell Uh, do you want from him? Do you have any quotes from his parole officer, John? Uh, well, he had been. Uh, let me finish. Uh, tell you. I'll tell you why he was in prison before. He had just turned 15 and shot two convenience store clerks as he robbed a Duluth store. Both victims survived but suffered collapsed lungs. He was convicted of attempted murder, sentenced to 20 years in prison. He was released after serving 13 and a half years. That's a, a lot criminal- more than Mary Morality would have given him. Right. Yeah. Criminal complaint from the July incident says Cooper told his parole officer about finding the pistol and ammunition among the things left behind from his brother who died the previous April. He wrapped the gun in a sweatshirt and put it in a secure place inside his apartment building before he called the parole officer, who then notified police. An excerpt of police body camera footage released by the NAACP shows the responding officer telling Cooper, handcuffed in the back of a squad car, that he did the right thing but that he shouldn't have touched the gun. Oh, BS, copper. The officer told Cooper that his honesty about the situation will probably go a long way. So uh, told him well, his they honesty. Well, have to drop wow. this immediately. Wow. Immediately. Harumph. 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 Kenny, did you have uh, some comments? I didn't have parole officer stuff. No, I see that, too. I was reading along with the story. I, I, oh, okay. I, I, yeah. This just outrages me. He would have been better off doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is just amazing to me. So Absolutely technically, amazing. technically, what they wanted him to do was stand outside the car, prepared to point. Hey, go look! At, it's right there on the front seat. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. Technically, touch that's it. what right. they wanted him to do. Right? Oh, go bleep yeah. yourself! How, how does he know that they were going to believe him anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Potholes, of course, if we've talked about, have been really bad in Minneapolis. Oh, they're not that spring, bad. But none compared to uh, oh, the sinkhole well, <laughs> spot in the city's uptown neighborhood. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. 27th, West 27th Street and Girard Avenue South, a sinkhole about 10 feet deep and 5 feet wide opened in the middle of the intersection. Public works crews placed barriers around the hole on Sunday. The problem comes as public works crews have been tackling a a lot of potholes. The city even pledged an extra $1 million to fill the potholes in Did Minneapolis. Did they have to raise street. a tax to do that, John? Uh, in Minneapolis? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> no school today for students at the Rochester Public Schools as district staff and teachers figure out how to operate with limited technology after a possible cyber attack last week. It's not yet clear if Rochester school systems were compromised or if any student or staff data is at risk. Rochester school technology staff noticed something amiss on Thursday, shut down the network and many technology systems in an effort to stymie what they think could be a cyber attack. We'll have uh, more news coming up right after this. Uh, I want to introduce you to uh, Mueller. Mueller Memorial Funerals and Cremation. I've known the Mueller family all my life. That's the truth. In fact, they were neighbors. They've been in this business for more than 75 years and three Mm. generations. I personally know the owner, Scott Mueller, and his family. I've parked uh, my parents with them. I say parked. Uh, I brought brought the parents. Actually, he came and got the parents. Mm. Uh, They are really good people in the way they handle these difficult details. They they turn these, uh, you know, these episodes can be fraught with uh, anxiety and nervousness and sadness. And uh, they've done this so long and so well. Yeah. that they can guide you through this and turn this into honoring a life 
well lived, celebrating a life well lived. Uh, it's not fun to think about, but we're all going to have to think about it. And once you understand it, once you let uh, Mueller talk to you, mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're, gonna be the same. you're not going to be overwhelmed. You're not going to find it that frightening. In fact, Scott has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. It answers the most commonly asked questions about death, grief, and funerals in a way that you can understand, appreciate. It's informative. Uh, I, I will be doing business with them. I suppose you could say, unfortunately, I'll be doing business with yeah, them. I, mean, cause I, I don't want to do with any business with them right now. I. But they're there for you. But what? But when that time comes, mm-hmm. I know who I'm going to be working with. I believe your CP has next week booked out for you, so it's been nice knowing you, pal. Yeah. Well, or she, she's going to park you there. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, she could. Do, she. That's exactly where she would go. MuellerMemorial.com to learn more. Great people, and again, uh, they take this dreadful event in life and they make it less dreadful. Back to John. Yes, sir. My dude, Chris? <laughs> yes. Me? Yes. Hi. Ooh, the twins game's not on. on break. Here's a man who forgot to play a liner. Yeah, you don't need one. All right. <laughs> Sifo makes life so easy. You put uh, I put the last two sleds to bed yesterday with a big old gulp of seafoam in the tanks while they were running. My son got out his two dirt bikes that got a big gulp last fall. Wouldn't you know it? They fired right up, brand like champs. Thank you, Seafoam. You make life easy and fun. You know, I think I love talking about seafoam as much as I love using it because it works fast. It's so easy to use. Cleans, lubricates, critical engine parts so the engines run better. They last longer. Rough idle, loss of power, sluggishness. It's often caused by dirty fuel systems. Seafoam cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It helps overcome these common problems, making life with our cylinders fun and easy. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, before we get back to the news portion of this, uh, a sports note that uh, we just found out about. Uh, if you followed the Timberwolves, uh, we heard about the fight yesterday. <laughs> well, ESPN now reporting that Rudy Gobert will not travel with the team to Los Angeles to really? play the Lakers in the big play-in uh, tournament. So uh, Rudy's staying home to do that. What kind there of idiots go. are these people? They're dumb, breaking Joe. their hands, hitting the wall. They're fighting each other on the bench. What a bunch of idiots. Has this ever happened before? Did he set precedent here? I don't know. I, oh, they, no, there's, there's, been, been, yeah. there's been guys hitting their own teammates before. In fact, it happened with another team over the weekend. Mm. Trying to remember who it was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. In other news, at least five people, including the shooter, killed and six others injured in a shooting at a bank in downtown Louisville this morning. Paul Humphrey, the deputy chief of Louisville Metro Police Department, said the police received calls about 8.30 from the Old National Bank. When they arrived on the scene, they encountered active gunshots still being fired inside. Chief Humphrey said the suspected gunman, who was not named, was confirmed dead at the scene. The chief said they don't know the circumstances yet. They're not sure of a motive. 
five people were killed inside the bank, the deputy chief said, with at least six people, including a police officer, taken to a hospital. The bank is across the street from the Louisville Slugger Field, a minor league ball stadium, where the Louisville Bats play. Governor Andy Bashir of Kentucky said he was headed to the scene, saying to pray for all the families impacted. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, and the FBI said they were assisting with any response. I think Louisville should have a major league team. I've been to that ballpark. I mean, they get, they make bats there, yeah. and you know, it's kind of neat town. Yeah. And then Cincinnati'd be the automatic rival, and it would be great. And they have an obvious name, just waiting for them. The bats. Well, that the is sluggers. Their, the sluggers. sluggers. Yeah. The minor league team is the Louisville Bats. Yeah, that is their team name. Nashville officials poised to vote today to reinstate one of those two black Democratic lawmakers expelled by Republican colleagues for their gun control protest on the Tennessee House floor. Nashville's Metro Council has called the meeting to address the vacancy left by the expulsion on Thursday of former Rep. Justin Jones. Many council members have publicly commented that they will send Jones back to the State House. That vote will happen as state lawmakers hold their first floor session since last week's expulsion votes. Expelled Memphis Rep. Justin Pearson, meanwhile, could be reappointed at a Wednesday meeting of the Shelby County Commission. Both Jones and Pearson have said they want to be reappointed and plan to run in a special election afterward. At the State House, meanwhile, it's unclear how House Republicans would respond to seeing the lawmakers they kicked out sent right back. House Speaker Cameron Sexton has said lawmakers will go through the process if or when they are reappointed. Third Democrat targeted for expulsion, Representative Gloria Johnson of Knoxville, has also garnered national attention. Johnson, who is white, was spared expulsion by a one-vote margin. Republican lawmakers justified splitting the votes by saying Johnson had less of a role in the protest. Johnson suggested race was likely a factor on why Jones and Pearson were ousted, but not her, telling reporters, quote, it might have to do with the color of our skin. One of the largest leaks of alleged classified U.S. military documents in a decade has sparked an official investigation by the Department of Defense and could complicate American support for Ukraine shortly before a major offensive by Kiev. Multiple tranches of documents have appeared on social media sites over recent weeks. Some of them reportedly intended only for those with the highest levels of U.S. security clearance. The information covers a wide range of topics from U.S. assessments of the war in Ukraine to intelligence gathered on diplomatic allies. At least one document appears to have been altered to lower Russia's death toll in the war and inflate that of Ukraine, raising questions over the reliability of the papers and hinting that the leak may have come from someone who doesn't want the U.S. siding with Ukraine. Yeah, well, the Dalai Lama. Uh, I got that, yeah. All right, you go ahead. Uh, well, before you move on to that one, which is fascinating, um, how do we know these aren't deep fakes? Are, is anybody in the government saying, yes, these are in fact real, and yes, they have been s- s- stolen? You know what my answer to that is, Kenny? We don't know anything. Right. And China's I mean, ready to go to war over time. Yeah, I, I got that too, but I don't have enough time, so... Yeah. It's tough to keep up, isn't it, Johnny? Well, I got it all here, but you know, I could, you know, you you could just make it a news show. You, gotta, but I you can get it. Plus, I want to get in an obscure musician death too. So, uh, very, very obscure musician, but a fine musician nonetheless. Do the, do the Dolly thing. Do, I'll do that after the musician. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Kenny. Scottish musician Ian Berenson, who played guitar for the Alan Lizzie. Parsons I don't know. Project. Oh. And Kate Bush has died at 69. Uh, his wife said he died after a long battle with dementia. Uh, he joined the band Pilot 
You might remember them. They had a hit back in 1973, stayed with them for four years and four albums, alongside some other pilot members who also, uh, he also started performing with the Alan Parsons Project. Uh, Parsons paid tribute to Berenson in a Facebook post, writing, I've always considered Ian a musical genius, a true master of the guitar. He knew every possible guitar chord you could know. Throughout his career, he played on albums by Joe Cocker, Mick Fleetwood, Yes is John Anderson. He toured with Sting and with Eric Clapton. Uh, for a good example of his lead guitar playing, check out Games People Play by the Alan Parsons Project. Let me get down to the Dalai here. The Dalai Lama has apologized after he faced allegations of inappropriate behavior after kissing a young boy on the lips and asking him to suck his tongue at a public event in India. The interaction, which took place in late February at the Dalai Lama's temple in Dharamashala, was attended by about 100 young students who had just graduated from the Indian M3M Foundation. The Dalai Lama is the holiest figure in Tibetan Buddhism and has lived in exile in India since 1959 when Tibet was annexed by China. In the video that's gone viral, one of the young male students approaches a microphone and says, Can I hug you? The Lama, who's now 87, told the boy to come up to the platform where he was seated. Yep. Motioning to his cheek, he is heard saying, First here, after which the child kisses him and gives him a hug. The Dalai Lama kept hold of the boy, saying, I think here also, then planted a kiss on his lips and sucked my tongue, the Dalai Lama then said, sticking out his tongue forehead to forehead with the student. The boy quickly stuck out his own tongue and went to move away while the Lama laughed and pulled the boy in for another hug as the audience laughed. If only the guys who wrote Caddyshack knew this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so he says to the Dalma, Hey, what about the smooch? He says... You suck my tongue, huh? So I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> the controversy prompted an apology from the office of the Dalai Lama, who said his behavior had been innocent and playful. He was probably hammered. It's said big hitter. Big hitter, the Big hitter, Lama Tongue, yeah. huge. His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world, for the hurt his words may have caused. He regrets the incident. The Dalai Lama has faced previous controversies. Back in 2019, he caused an outcry after suggesting that if the Dalai Lama returned as a woman, she should be more attractive. For which his office Then what? Then him, I think, oh, right? Is that yeah. what that means? I guess. The, Lama should turn out to be better looking. On your deathbed, you'll have total tongue. You receive total consciousness. <laughs> total uh, kind of a weird story, but uh, when I, I first saw it, no, it I, thought, I think it's very weird. I thought it was a parody story when I first saw it. I <laughs> did. Only, if only those guys from Lampoon had that. Oh God, that is not what I expected. Um, I thought you were going to do a story about India's history books erasing some of their history. Oh, you know, I had that one, I, too, I thought, and I didn't bring I thought it, it was going to be a fun little... You threw old Kenny a curveball <laughs> about the history books and the erasing of history like we're doing here in the United States. So when you and, gave me that scornful look, it was because you thought I was going to read that story instead of the suck my tongue story. I didn't know anything about that story. Oops. Oh. Sorry, Kenny. Oh. Well, out in India, they're just getting rid of all the Muslim history in India. That's, yeah. that's the story, yeah. basically. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I really don't know how I'm going to segue. I, I, I don't have anything planned. Not every one. time you don't have to. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a segue. Why don't I just... If you have a tongue... No, <laughs> no. You speaketh the truth, Edith. Edith. You can't have your cake and yes. eat it, too. Yes. 
Uh, but you can have a good time on April 29th of this year. That's now, our anniversary. Yeah, I know, but there's something else that's going on. No, nothing else this on year. that day. And that us. is the seventh annual Dave Weiss Memorial Sporting Clay Shoot, partially sponsored by Minnesota Masonic Charities. And uh, they also benefit on that. So we want you to get down there, check it out. It's at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club. Registration is at 8.30. Shoot starts at 10. Lunch is at 12.30. you got to register by April 15th for the early registration. You can check out all the details if you have uh, any questions. Dial 612-790-5561. That's 612-790-5561. And I'll tell you that Minnesota Masonic Charities benefits from this, as does the Shriners Hospital. So check them out. Call that phone number. You can get all the information. But remember that Minnesota Masonic Charities are online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Learn more about their uh, whole operation. In fact, I have a 430 appointment at their place in Bloomington today with my sales guy. I'm going to go over everything, see their place, and just remember, if you are going to donate or if you want to go to the sport clay shoot, 612-790-5561 or mnmasoniccharities.org. Put a little effort into yep. it. Yep. <laughs> Truth, justice, and the suture. The big, big sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe runs until this Wednesday. Save up to $400 on select bronze colonial Fat Boy Jr. and Centurion safes, but don't wait because this deal, she's done on the 12th. Liberty Safe, made right here in the United States, full transferable lifetime warranties, best fire protection in the business. And our guy Rich, the owner and proprietor, he'll set you up with professional delivery and installation. There's a website and a phone number. You choose and use whichever one you like. Go to maplegrovelockandsafe.com or Pick up the phone, 763-494-9075. Rich's joint is at 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and the big sale on the Liberty Colonial Fatboy Jr. and Centurion Safes wraps up on the 12th, Wednesday. Check them out, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Then stop in and say, hey, Rich, GL sent me. Uh, I have a request for a ruling. Over the weekend, I took back control of my garage by taking out the patio furniture and placing it in their summer homes. The RN, my wife, feels that it may be too early since there is still snow on the ground. This mm. is where I'm requesting a ruling. As a garage logician, would I be out of line to make the following motion? In order to adequately prepare your garage for the opener... Garage logicians are allowed to take deck and patio furniture out of the garages the week of the first forecasted 70-degree day of the year. I appreciate any input you and the staff can provide. Thank you, Dominic. I say that you know, Dominic was perfectly within his rights to uh, Absolutely. to begin to prepare the garage yes. for the opening. Yep, I agree. But you are tempting fate, are you not? I don't think he's doing it to tempt fate. He's just getting ready. Sure. I don't think I we're going to have an thing. opener Friday. You don't? Well, not according to my phone, mm. which is notoriously unreliable for weather forecasts. My brain. Yeah. I did the same thing yesterday. I said, I'm done. I'm getting all this stuff out of the garage. I worked in the shop both days with both doors open. It was glorious. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Oh, it felt so good. 
Well, uh, I, I I think he's can perfectly take the stuff out of there without worrying about it. And see, what she did, she put away all the boys, the boots, the, the snow pants. I, I looked at her and I said... That's tempting. I fate. said, what are you doing? That's, you know. She said, well, it, it, I said, you've lived here now for 25 years. No, you I'm should the, know better than that. I'm the I'm like your bride, uh, Chris. I put all that crap away really? yesterday. Yep, okay. It's, it's gone. Okay. Done. My uh, boots that I wear to snowblow are still in position to step into, just like a fireman. In case of emergency. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like a fireman. The, taking the plow off the truck today. Oh, boy. Ooh, only I'm because done. they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage, one word, WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1855. April 10th. Jacob Feldy was born in Norway. He sculpted the work Hiawatha in Minnehaha, displayed in Minnehaha, in Minnehaha Park, and the statue of Ole Bull, located in Loring Park. I'm unfamiliar with the Ole Bull statue. Hmm. On this day in 1895, 410, the ocean liner St. Paul was launched at last. The International Navigation Company had intended to launch the ship on March 25, inviting 70 dignitaries to Philadelphia for the occasion. After the champagne bottle was broken, however, the ship refused to budge. <laughs> so they, had, they took them another Oops. 10 days or so to get that baby off the, uh, off the moorings and ramp. Or what do you call that? What's the ship on when it's on... Uh, the port. The way. The way. The way. It was, it was still stuck on the way. Port side. Stuck on the way. Thank you, GLers. I want you, I want you guys around to see how fast he does this. Say what now? Okay. Hey, uh, GLers, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button on the old Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you haven't done so yet, download that PodMN app for your smart device. And oh, oh yes, don't forget the Garage Logic Town Council. Boy, the town council members got their money's worth today with um, Rookie's family outing over the weekend. Uh, for just 10 bucks a month or $100 a year, you can subscribe. And if you subscribe today, you get a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Center gift certificate.